first technical difficulty. <laughs> there, there must always be one. Yeah, hopefully there's only one. <laughs> All right, man, bring that mic however close as you want. Yeah. You want to be comfortable. I want you to be comfortable. Oh, I will be comfortable. <laughs> you make me uncomfortable as far as, you know, pushing me, <laughs> which, which that's what I pay you for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I hope I'm still in the angle. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, see how, we'll see. This is on you anyways. This is about you. So. Oh, okay. Well, geez. <laughs> but um, guys, welcome to this one time. Today, my guest is Mark Newmeyer. Yes. Or not Newmeyer. 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 Uh, you are uh, a physical trainer, among many other things which we're going to get into. Yes. Uh, I know you um, from working at uh, EOS. Yes. And um, you are their master trainer. Yes. And I am uh, studying under you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a great student. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I, I, like I said, like when you were interviewing me, you know, when getting into it, yeah. you're like, you know, what are you, what are you trying to get and what are you doing? And I'm, I'm trying to be about the process and the form. So I hope that that comes across when you're instructing me. Oh, it, it's showing that you're willing to be coached and, you know, doing what I tell you to do. <laughs> and, and what and how and, it, you know, just everything that goes along with it. Like, I'm just trying, you know, yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like yeah. hey, you know, because, you know, you, you invest in that and some people have it in their mind. Like, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm expecting out of this and this is what I need to get. And you're like, hey, hold up. Back to basics. Yes. Let's get you a good little foundation, and then we can ramp it up. Yeah, like what I tell everyone is, I'm not here to fix you. I'm helping you, or I'm teaching you how to fix yourself. Yeah. I'm giving all the tools for that toolbox to be successful, even when you're done with me. Yeah. You could continue carrying it on throughout mm -hmm. your life. And that's huge, and, and I think people almost feel like, like, cause even I've thought about, it, I was like, Oh, you know, how long am I going to do this? Like, what's comfortable for me to like, be like, okay, well I'm, I'm, I'm done with your services per se, but not even that. Like, it's just, Hey, you've taught me what I need to know to kind of, you know, go on from there. It's like you're, you're, you're mama bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me flap my wings. Yeah. And I tell all my clients, I don't want to see you for six, more than six months. Yeah. Cause if so, I'm failing you as a coach. Yeah. That means I'm not teaching you anything. Or they're just not soaking it in, you know? Maybe they're just, you know. Either know. or. Well, if they're not soaking in, then I'm not explaining it right. Yeah, but maybe, you know, some people need their handheld. Yeah, but and, still. And, you know, if that's what they need, that's what they need. You exactly, know? that's correct. And, and so, I, you know, I genuinely feel like you're there. You know, for for the uh, for the the students. I don't know how you would say that. What, what you, clients. clients, yeah, um, because dude, everybody's like high fiving you. Everybody's saying hi. Like it's definitely you know cool to see that other people are still like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, and because I give respect to everyone, and yeah. I never down anyone. I don't. I'm not there to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep everyone uh, encouraged to come in. That's yeah. and have a good experience. Yeah, you need them coming back. Exactly. Um, Even if they're not my clients. Yes. And yeah. you'll see that I, I talk to almost everyone that comes by me. I'll be like, "Hey, what's going on?" or "How are you doing today?" or mm -hmm. you know, it's just make them feel welcome to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I even I even felt awkward cuz I I've only been seeing you for what 6-7 weeks now. Yeah. And um 
I remember one day I went in there. You were like, hey, can you do a session here? It was like a makeup session or one time. I'm like, no, I can't. And then I freed up and, and I showed up and I was like, oh, I don't know. If I, I don't want him to see me. I'm over here doing like these other exercises. And then I asked you, I'm like, hey, I did this machine the other day. What do you think about it? And you're like, mm-mm. I don't like it. I was like, well, good, good. I'm sorry I, I did it, but what should I do instead? And you were just like, hey, if you're going to come in on your own, like ask for this and do, do this machine or do this exercise. And, and that's what I like about you. You've been, you've been pretty upfront on like, stay away from that machine, stay away from that machine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then again, form. Exactly. And I don't want you to get hurt. And so there's some equipment that just really isolates the muscle too much gotcha and it can increase the injury rate uh okay and for people that just want functional movement that's what i teach is yes. functional movement training yes because we started talking uh, the questions you were asking me were about diet and i'm i'm team fuck breakfast and i know you're heavily <laughs> against that yeah <laughs> um but i was just like ah um i don't know man it sounds like this guy's trying to book me up but then you said I want you. I want you to be um, Superman strong without, without the, the Hulk, Hulk bulk. bulk. Yeah, and I was like, boom, that is the key. So that's when I was like, okay, like I, I was like, got a little bit more comfortable. I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can get on this. You know? Yeah, yeah, and that's you know getting you comfortable. Mm -hmm. The biggest step is getting through them doors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for even, sure. Even if you're the most experienced person and you just start working with a trainer, a brand new trainer. You're not going to be the comfortable person right away. Yeah. You need to warm up to them. Yeah. And yeah. feel them out. And so I just have to be like, hey, you know, this is what I expect out of you. This mm -hmm. is what you're going to get out of me. Yeah. And then you, you, there's, there's, a, there's that sheet that says, hey, what are three things that you expect, at, that I expect out of you? And I mean, I, I put like, surprise me and make me laugh and then something else. So I, I felt like right out the gate, like I was just like. You know, not not pushing buttons, but I was just like testing testing yeah. your, your your boundaries per se. Man, what was my response? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll surprise you, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then I think after that first session, you're like, I think I can push you as hard as I do some of the uh, military guys. And yeah, correct. I was like, dope. Good to hear. Um, you know, because I've been on the journey myself, which has led me to what I'm doing now. Because people were asking me what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I have fucked up ankles right now because yes. I think I went a little too hard and neglected and didn't rest up. And I did, um, you know, at first I was really lauding, is that, that lauding, right? Um, you know, praising yeah. insanity. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, they want you to do it six days a week. And I'm like, that's okay. I read up on that. That's a little bit too much. And then I was doing way too much lateral movement. Mm -hmm. And that's really what messed up on top of using toe shoes, which I had, I was fine. My feet didn't hurt, but my joints took a beating because there was this term that I thought was bullshit called activate the glutes. <laughs> I'm like, what do you really mean by that? It's just, you know, that activate your booty. And it really going to therapy, physical therapy, um, really opened my eyes to, yeah, I've been using my legs wrong. And this is me as I played soccer my whole life and I was using my legs wrong. Yeah. And that's like with all my stretches that I've taught you guys, you know, mm -hmm. everyone's like, well, that's not how my high school to coach taught me how to do it. And I'm like, your coach isn't a practical or a personal trainer. Not only that, but you're going to classes regularly. You just got back from Vegas, right? Correct, correct. You were at the UFC Institute? Yeah, we were at the, uh, well, I was with the um, NSCA, the National Strength and Conditioning Association, held a conference 
up there at the UFC Performance Institute. Yeah. And that was just awesome to, you know, be with that elite of group. Yeah. I mean, that's, not, that's, that's the cutting edge. Like, and especially being in Vegas, yes. because a lot of the rehab stuff that they do out of Vegas is is huge. Uh, you hear Rogan talk all you know all oh, about yeah. it. Um, stem cells, Regina King, um, freaking cryo, all that stuff. Like yeah, and they have that there. What LeBron spends like five hundred million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars a year. I think it's five hundred thousand dollars a year on um, um, rehab massages you know yeah, stuff to rehabilitate your body after the beating that you put it, you put it under correct Which you've experienced that because you do um strongman competitions right yeah i'll be entering my first one next year but i'm going to be training here next month i'll be starting oh, <laughs> oh yeah <geez. laughs> <laughs> damn be up there with the big boys huh yeah yeah well i'm in the um heavyweight i'm not in the super heavyweight okay gotcha so a super heavyweight. So what is that? 350? It's anything over 275. 275. Okay. okay. I'm right at the cusp. So I'm at 250. So. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> cut, cut a little weight. <laughs> Those are monsters, man. Oh God. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, you're talking about the ones that are on TV and you hear about that yeah. are pushing half a ton and stuff like that. God. It's like so. You eat forty five hundred calories a day. I used to. Okay, I, I cut back. I'm down to thirty six. Okay, what are you going to ramp it up to then? About forty two. Forty two. What do you think those guys are putting down? Anywhere from five to ten thousand. <laughs> that's like that's that's a part time job at that point. Pretty much. That's why they got sponsors and stuff like that because they have to eat six to eight times a day. Wow. Meals. Um, so what are you going to, so you, the competition is when March, um, well, my, uh, Highland games uh, I'm doing in March mm-hmm. and that's here in Phoenix. And then, um, I'll be going to the strongman in August, the Highland, you have to wear the kilt. Yes. And, and I do have one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. Yes. <laughs> Is there an Instagram picture with you in it yet? No, not yet. There will be probably. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so that you do the Highland first. Yeah. And then the Strongman. Correct. So you're doing the Highland one just to kind of help prepare you or to kind of like um, ass- assess yourself in comparison to like the field, a little bit of both or... I just want to do it to say I did it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> it it's really doesn't compare, uh, set me up for the strongman at all. I gotcha. Okay. It's just something that I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was strong enough to do it. Really? You don't yeah. feel like you're strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I, I think I'm getting pretty close to being able to hang in there with the big boys. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, you work what? You, you, you trained what 16 clients the other day on, on Wednesday, and Correct. then you still did an hour and a half workout. Correct. Afterwards. Correct. So you're, you're over here pushing people, carrying around weight all the time, motivating them. And then you still have to put in your work after the fact. Yeah. I work 10 hour day and then I go right into a hour, half, two hour workout. Jesus. Um, so I guess my next question is what, what do you do? Like, I guess not after you like your regular workout. I, I would kind of like it, curious about your normal routine, okay. um, and then and then I guess when you do ramp it up, like what are you doing to like help your body recover? Well, like right now, I'm doing a. It's, people laugh at me and just die in shock because I'm averaging fifteen hundred reps a week. Yeah, 
<laughs> so, fifteen hundred reps a week. Yeah, and so, uh, I, it's about three hundred reps per day. Yeah, and I, is that the slow tension under under pressure? Well, it varies. Okay, I I split the sets up to gotcha. where some are slow and controlled, isolating, and other are explosive power. Gotcha, and. Uh, then I, after each day, I go and spend 20 minutes in the sauna. Beautiful. Yeah, sauna's huge. Oh, yeah. It's, if everyone could spend at least three days a week, 10 to 15 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. your body will recover hugely. Yeah, I, I hear that all the time from Dr. Rhonda Patrick um, talking about heat shock proteins. I guess the same idea between behind cryo, but... I think they're saying that cryo should be done at least a half hour after your workout and sauna could be done essentially right after. Correct. Correct. Sauna reminds me of as a kid, I used to just walk out in the desert. Like I would just out in the desert because I'm I'm, I'm from the country. I'm from Yuma and uh, (laughs) desert just all around. And I would just walk and walk and walk. And, And in July, August, like... And so sitting in that sauna just threw me right back. I was like, yo, I've been reaping these benefits, essentially, living in Arizona for you know so long because it gets to 122 degrees on Correct. some days. Correct. Um, yeah, I had the sun beating me down. Maybe I have a little skin cancer now. But <laughs> that's the price to pay, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, with cryo, it's you know they're looking at forty-five to an hour after the workout to gotcha. let your body come back down to homeostasis to recover. Gotcha. That way your um, red blood cells and white blood cells aren't all scattered. Oh, okay. They want them to come back down together, and that's how you will heal the fastest. Yeah, instead of it being completely jumbled. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, makes, that makes total sense, for sure. Yeah, don't, don't jump right into that ice bath. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, once again, going back to the high school football coach, oh, you need, you're sore? Go and get in the ice tub. Right now, it's like, dude, you're going to do more damage to your body than good. Yeah, yeah. People think, and that's what's, that's what's awesome about you as well, is the recovery, is, is like the, the time in between reps. Like, what, what we normally do about, what, minute yeah. rest? Yeah, and then about a Which minute Which leads and a half. to some awkward eye contact, some awkward yeah. <laughs> trying to fill in the silence. And sometimes I'm just, just sit here and enjoy the silence. Like, not everything has to be filled with, with something. So I'm sure you experience that time, time and time again, yeah. but... Yeah, it's it's the recovery part that that people aren't giving themselves time for, which is again why why that um, the insanity workouts is like boom from one thing to the next. Okay, every now and then we did a burnout session last week, this yes. past week. Okay, but not every fucking day. No, no, and you don't need that. Yeah, your body doesn't develop anything from it. Yeah, I think I think that comes from the mentality of people thinking that. They need to do a what they see on TV or their perception of what they need. Like you told me you had a client that felt like you weren't pushing them enough, right? Correct. So they have it in their mind that they need to do X amount. Like people all the time, they're like, I don't have time for the gym. Do you have time for 10 minutes? Like just go. 10 minutes will be better than anything. And if you just go regularly, you'll create that habit. And then you'll tell yourself, why am I only showing up for 10 minutes? Let me, let me do 15. Let me do 20. And you start making that time because you should make time for your oh, health. Oh, yeah. This is I the mean, only vehicle we have. Exactly. I mean, and you've heard me say this many times, sweat equity. Sweat equity is where it's at. Is if you're not in there sweating, 
then you don't care about yourself. Yeah. There's that. It's under, and people people think it's just vanity. Oh, people in the gym are just being vain. They just want to look at each other in the mirror. And like again, that's uh, totally opposite of what I want. Yeah, I want to look good, obviously. Yeah. But like again, I was looking when you said Superman strength without Hulk bulk. Boom. That's it. I don't want pretty muscles. I want functional muscles. Correct. Functional muscles are still pretty muscles. <laughs> it, it, correct. And you know that's um, where I got that from was when I was working with the. Um, Spec Ops, the uh-huh. Special Forces teams, they were, when I was talking to the commander, he was like, we're not looking for the biggest guy. We're not looking for the fastest guy. Uh, we're looking for the strongest and most efficient. Yeah. And that's how I came up with, okay, yes, Superman's stronger than Hulk and is like, what, a third his size? Mm-hmm. So why can't we have that in real life? Yeah. And you can't. Exactly. Like, like you've seen those rock climbing guys, right? Yeah. That grip. It's insane. Yeah. And they're not, they're not huge. Like you see those videos on YouTube where the guys, the guys all, you know, huge and he's, he's a strong in his own right. But when you compare grip strength to mm. them and what they can pull just day in, day out, hour after hour, because they're doing it that often, like you would never tell that these guys were that strong. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, the comparison um, ratio. Yeah. Their strength compared to their body weight. Because it's functional. Correct. It's functional. And that's the big difference. Yes. (laughs) You know, like I told you from the get-go, you wouldn't lift over 45 pounds. That's right. That's right. And I was like, damn it, I got this gym membership to do bench and squat and, like, just get these numbers up, get these racks up. But I'm like, no, it's totally right. Like... Again, I, I was thinking, you know, that old mentality, the old mentality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's just like we we're not here to build you up to be, you know, shoulder pads. I want you to be able to move them shoulders. Yeah. You know, it's like how I tell people is with the big bodybuilders is when they get the big shoulders, look at their mobility and their. Oh, yeah. They can't lift their, they can't wipe their own asses. Yeah. And then that just, that puts a beating on your body. I mean, you see a lot of these famous, famous bodybuilders. I think the most famous one, um, what's his name? Oh, I just draw a blank on his name, but there's a documentary on Netflix and he's, he's in assisted crutches. Yeah. And he was the biggest, baddest dude. C.T. Fletcher. And then, um. I think it is CT. Yeah. He's got that real raspy voice, right? Yeah, yeah it is CT Fletcher. I, I was confusing him with Tate Fletcher. Yeah, CT Fletcher. Yeah. And, you know, seeing, I don't like that style. You know, it got him accolades, and he, he was on a mission, and he accomplished that mission, mission, but there was a price to pay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and I'll put any of my tactical athletes that I've worked with mm-hmm. up to it to wrestle whatever any bodybuilder and they'll yeah. put them down oh for sure yeah i would you know you would look at it looking at it on paper i think people are, are coming around to that now because of you know mma yeah you know where it's like oh this guy's gonna get wrecked um because he's just smaller than the other dude and next thing you know he's wrestling him to the ground or maybe he's just quicker like nate diaz his style oh. slapping slap boxing essentially yeah but he's gonna not tire and mm-hmm. eventually those just add up it's it's like a savings account, right? Yeah. And then in the fifth round, that's when he makes uh, <laughs> a withdrawal. And next thing you know, you're out. 
Well, and that's like Wilder, the boxer, man. He's He was at, what, 213? And he's fighting and dominating these guys that are 240, 250. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. It's it, There is something behind it. Obviously, if when you're that big, you are going to have, you know, more force. But then you're going to tire out because mm-hmm. that your body when your body's that big it costs for a lot more resources yeah your and, heart rate goes up your mm-hmm. blood flow goes up you tired out yeah adrenaline yeah well adrenaline only gets you so far yeah endorphins get you only so far <laughs> endorphins let you be eaten alive uh, yeah those are good yeah <laughs> but i mean it's like come on yeah yeah it'll still only get you so far exactly and it reminds me, I watched that movie, uh, what, 128 Hours? Oh, the yeah, guy yeah. With, that cut his oh, own arm my, off? I don't think I could do that. Life or death, you would. I know. I don't know, man. That's rough. That's rough. Well, especially like he, uh, in that documentary, I don't know if they said it, but I actually got to talk to that guy. Did you? Yeah. Because that, that segues us to your Hollywood <laughs> yeah. uh, career, I guess yes. we could call it. But uh, yeah, I got to meet him and he goes something that they really didn't mention or push that he was hearing the coyotes out in the, Oh um, my God. So he was hearing them come closer and closer to him. Oh shit. And so that's what encouraged him even more. So yeah, you're going to be eating a live asshole first or let's cut through this arm. Yeah. And get out of here and yeah, have a chance. Wow. Yeah. 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 They didn't say anything about that. And he, that was his, you know, that and his, he was thinking about his family and all this stuff, yeah. but he goes, the biggest drive was hearing the coyotes get closer and closer. Cause they could smell his blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And his piss and shit, whatever shit he had. <laughs> yep. Wow. How'd you meet him? I, it was just a random uh, meeting. I think at a, I think it was at a coffee shop up in, uh, St. George, Utah. Oh, shit. Because he was, I think he's from not too far from there. Yeah. Because it happened up there. Uh-huh. And that's where I met. Monument Valley or was, right around um, there? Or? No. No, no. I can't think of where it that's was. That's the only way I can think yeah. of in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one of the canyons. Gotcha. Okay. I think it was like, um, oh, gosh, Antelope canyon or something like that that sounds about right yeah 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 because yeah. th- that's where they they have all those wallpapers right yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah 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 so yeah it was neat to i only got to talk to him for like five ten minutes because he was on his way out mm-hmm. we just you know because uh i was like i know you from someplace and i and he goes oh yeah yeah you probably seen my documentary and i was like oh cool yeah. And that's when we got talking and, he goes, and I was like, I had one quick question. What was your most motivation? Yeah. And he goes, family and hearing the damn, uh, the yotes, the yotes out there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that would do it for sure. Yeah. I'm, I wonder, I wonder if he's still haunted. He, he probably hears yeah. them in his dreams. I wouldn't doubt it. I would be. Yeah, for sure. You know, being out there for 120 hours. You know, yeah. yeah, even that isolation. Yeah, that's the worst thing that can happen to. I mean, what's the worst thing you can do? So somebody's already in jail, right? You're, yeah. So you're already secluded from society. What's the worst thing that they can do from there? Throw you into the isolation chamber. Yeah. What is that? Isolation, isolation chamber. Yeah. Solitary. Solitary yeah, so, confinement. Yeah. 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 
remove you completely from any human interaction, which he essentially had no yep. human interaction. So that in itself is just psychological torture. And then putting wolves or, and coyotes around you. Yeah. And he literally could not go anywhere. So it's not like he's confined to like a <laughs> six by 10. Yeah. He can't move. Yeah. That's like putting a chain in, to your ankle and saying, you have three feet to move. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> so you were in Hollywood as a stuntman. Correct. For how long? About eight years. Eight years. That's a, that's a big chunk of time. Huh? I would say, uh, what's the average career for a stuntman? Um, anywhere from two years up to 12. 12 years. Yeah. 12 years. Obviously, there's a couple guys that are longer, but yeah. we're talking about average, right? Yeah. Damn. Because what's the average lifespan of like a football player? Uh, anywhere from four to possibly 16 years. It just depends on their position and how bad they get beat up. So it's the same. Yeah. You know, like WWE stars too. Exactly. Day it's, in, day out type. Throwing your body you, around. Yeah. Is... And like I was jumping off buildings and you told me you had how many shoulders surgeries or dislocations dislocations. Uh, my left shoulder has been dislocated four times. My right 12. Jesus. Like, so do you not even bother trying to play ping pong or anything that evolves? Oh, I can like, play just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Every strengthened it up to where I can do about just about anything. <clears throat> what was the worst wipeout you experienced? Hmm. I really, they're all bad. <laughs> I mean, probably falling from the building or jumping from one building to the next and missing my mark oh, and, shit. and falling 10 feet out to concrete. No, they didn't pad it. Yep. Or you missed the padding. I missed the wall. <laughs> Cause it was about six foot between buildings. Yeah. And I ran, I missed uh, judged where, how far I was, where my jumping pad or my jumping point was from. Yeah. Oh, so and, you took off too early maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I boom, I ran right into the wall. Oh shit. Like in the cartoons. That's pretty much what I did. I hit and slid and fell. Pretty much. You could put sound effects to that. Well, nobody would blame you from like jumping too early because you don't want to jump late either, but yeah. Ouch, man. So how long did that put you out? Um, probably two about two hours? <laughs> about three weeks. Three weeks. Oh, shit. What, was, uh, what were you working on when that happened? I was doing a haunted house down in uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, that's right. That's the other thing we need to get into. You're, you're big in the haunted houses up here, right? Correct. So Correct. we'll touch on that. Um, yeah. Damn. So you were... You were ah, so three weeks, that puts you out. Um so how did you get in, it like started in stuntman? Um, Stuntmanry? Stuntman? <laughs> career path? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I was working at a haunted house to help design out in Bakersfield, California. And um, I'm not going to name drop, but a couple of big time <laughs> directors and a producer see me uh -huh. doing a stunt out there for this guy, one of my, my customers out there. Uh-huh. Because he goes, hey, can you do stunt? I was like, I've never done it, but I'll try anything. Um, this is pretty much it right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, he goes, well, we just need someone to run on top of this barn and then run down the face of it on a rope. I was like, 
show me how to do it and I'll do it. <laughs> and it kind of scared me the first time I did it, but mm-hmm. after I did it, it was nothing. Yeah. It's under your belt now. And you're like, okay. Yeah. That, that fear has gone. Scared of the unknown. Yep. Now that you know, there's still a little fear there, but you kind of know how to like anticipate or combat those, those feelings to an Correct. extent. Correct. Yeah. And so, uh, the one director pulled me to the side afterwards and he goes, you did really good up there. How, how long have you been doing this? I was like, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, really? He goes, I've seen stuntmen that have been in the industry five years that kind of hesitate to go down face first. Cause yeah. we're going, well, I'm repelling face first down this wall of a building. And what, what is it? At least 18 feet or so? Uh, it was 33 feet. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get uncomfortable really quick. Yeah. And cause it was just going, literally I run to the edge and I already got the harness on it. So I didn't have to worry about clipping in or anything. So, and then I just like run down the side of the building and then I, uh, you have to stop yourself with one of the ropes. Okay. So you're Aussie style and repel. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's like what you see, like uh, special forces do mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, he goes, you did that really well. And I was like, yeah, cool. He goes, Hey, I'm directing a, a, uh, indie flick. I was like, okay, what can I do for you? And I thought maybe he was going to ask me to design something, a set design or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we need a guy to do just what you did. And I was like, okay, sure. And I was like, how much do you pay? Yeah, there you go. And he told me, and I was like, okay, when do you need me? And so four months later, I went and did my first indie flick. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, this is cool. And they come find out it never was produced. Oh, no. They couldn't find any buyers? or, or Yeah. Oh. So I was like, oh. Man, I never got to see my first indie flick that worked on. Yeah. I wonder if you could, like, get a copy or something. I've tried. Ah, I come mean, on. And uh, now since that's, like, almost 18 years ago, so it's Damn. so hard to find find it now. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I called the producer and director. I was like, Are you, what, what's going on? Has this been just shelved? And they're like, yeah. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. Like it's already, it's already filmed, right? Mm-hmm. Is it not edited? It's edited everything. You would think it was funds. It's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Put it out for free at this point. What's what? They need what? to make some kind of money, and but they're not making anything. Maybe maybe it would get gain traction, and maybe they're like, hey, let's do small, you know premieres small studio release yeah. at that point once it gets traction but yeah they just need uh, they needed the funds to pay off everything and so it got a lean towards it yeah i i guess yeah that's something i know nothing about obviously but i'm assuming that yeah if you're if you move forward with it then you have to yeah pay back essentially exactly and if you just sit on it it's kind of like sorry guys yeah it's, it's like the basketball with, stuck the, on the rim yeah, and exactly. we're just like hey yeah it is what it is we could kind of try and get it but you know yeah. oh man well maybe we can sign like a petition or something <laughs> <laughs> let's see you out there yeah and i mean people can see plenty of your work right um haunted uh, houses yeah yeah 
Yeah, like uh, I worked at one of my big haunted houses I worked at is uh, right down here in Tucson at uh, Old Tucson Studios at Nightfall. Oh, I've never been to that one. Oh, it's great. I, I've been in a couple of the commercials. I've uh, mm. terrorized some of the news anchors <laughs> that have done live uh, yeah. weather casts and stuff there from there. Ah. So, yeah, there's, and then uh, out in Texas at Thrillvania is another big one. I used Damn, to so you're going, or, or you don't regularly go out there. You've just been out there before. Yeah, yeah I worked out there for two years, and I was one of the um, uh, designers that helped yeah, so redesign you, some Yeah, of you've, been, you've, you've mentioned that you've designed a, bu- a, bunch, of, a bunch of these. So you, you have a background in, in, in what, architect or just? No, no. Just, it was crazy how I got Dude, into this. this is what I love about you. So I'm over here, you know, you're, you're, you're performing in the strongman, you're training military personnel, um, you were doing stunts, and I asked you, I was like, so did you play football? No. Well, th- you must have wrestled, right? You're from South Dakota? Yeah. Yeah? No, I didn't wrestle. I'm like, you do any sort of training? He's like, nah. I'm like, you're just a fucking savage, dude. It's just in your blood just to be yep. a savage. Yep. That's I tried I, to be. That's what I love about <laughs> you, man. I was just like, there has to be some. No. no. Oh, it's just in your DNA. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's in my Viking blood. It's <laughs> what I tell everyone. <laughs> that's insane, man. Uh, I'm sorry. So so go in. So this is the other thing. Um, so you, you design um, haunted houses and, and... Attractions and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I've worked on small, you know, mom and pop haunted houses like up in South Dakota where I started on them. Mm -hmm. Then I've worked on them in Dallas, Texas, and that was like number three in the country. I've worked on out here with Alice Cooper's uh, when he owned uh, The Nest. Yeah. And it was out here in Queen Creek. Yeah, 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 that's right. And that was like, oh God, about 20 years ago. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, that was one of the first things you had. You had told me when you told me about haunted houses, you're like that, that one. And I was like, oh, how long ago? Thinking, you know, it was just a few years ago. You're like, no, I was there at the beginning. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, was Damn. one of the originals there. Yeah. Um, what brought you to Arizona then? Was it, was it? Um, actually, I moved down here nine years ago. Okay. Permanently. And I took uh, a job gotcha. up in the Grand Canyon. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And I worked up there for two years. I was in the um, engineering department. I was a parts room clerk. Okay. I did all the shipping and receiving of parts. Oh, uh, okay. For um, for the Grand Canyon? The, the, yeah. Um, it, for Zantura. They run the hotels and stuff up gotcha. there. Gotcha. Okay. Damn, so you got to hook up. So, hey, I've been living in Arizona, born and raised for 31 years, almost 32. Never been to the Grand Canyon. We'll go. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to go. I need to buy like an eight-inch telescope and get a good view oh yeah of the night sky well i know several times a year they actually have the astronomy clubs up there really do i need to wear suspenders and glasses (laughs) i got them i got them (laughs) (laughs) and they set up all their big fancy telescopes for everyone to look through okay it's really cool okay i need to find out when that is yeah doing it doing it within the next year it's sweet yeah let's go yeah let's do it so, okay, so you're working at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and then I uh, moved da- down to uh, Prescott because I wanted to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And I went moved there for two years. Is that Yavapai? Yeah, gotcha. Yavapai College. Mm-hmm. I got my business <clears throat> um, cert from there. I, it's just, it was for small business startups and operations. And, and you mentioned that too, which... 
Again, you're very multifaceted, which I, I really wanted to get you behind the mic. Yeah, and then uh, I was a business consultant back up in Arapahoe, South Dakota. I helped, you know, like 10 people start up their businesses nice. and, you know, get their business license and help them with their taxes and, you know, just get that small stuff squared away so they have a better understanding of what they're doing as a small business. Mm -hmm. And at this point, were you just pushing paper or were you also yep. pushing weight? Nope, just push the paper. Yeah. Do you have a picture of this guy? Or are you still just swole? <laughs> no, no. I didn't start lifting until about five years ago. Five years ago? Yeah. Okay. I was a fatty. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. That's why you got them big legs. Yeah, that and just mountain biking as a kid. And yeah, that's right. Growing up in the mountains of the Black Hills of South Dakota, you know, always being out Going there. down the face of Jefferson. No? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. But Can you get up there? No, no, it's... no. They've totally stopped all because that of Nicolas Cage, right? Yes. <laughs> Damn you, Nicholas. <laughs> um, so uh, you were in Prescott, and then so you just kind of worked your way. You went from from north, 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 and then just worked your way south. Yeah. Then I, after Prescott, I moved to uh, Tucson, <clears throat> and that's where I went to Pima Cuny College and got my fitness professional um, associates. Yeah. Okay. And then I worked with the uh, football team there and the baseball team. Mm. And then I was like, this isn't good for me. So um, I was going through some other relation, personal relationships and stuff like that. And I was problems. And I was like, I'm moving up to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And so I applied to ASU and I was like, all right, I'll do this. And I, that's when I got a job with EOS and I got like, after three months of there, they promoted me up to master trainer because I was getting so many certifications. Yeah. And so I started working more and more and I kind of had to put my bachelor's degree on the back burner for right now. Yeah. But cause I'm having too much fun learning how to do everything the, else. That's the thing you were saying. You said that's the key. You're having fun. So yeah, you worked for a while doing this. Mm -hmm. But this is also giving you such um, such a rich experience and, and, and reward. It's Correct. rewarding Correct. to do the work that you're doing right now. Yeah, I love watching people um, be successful. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, just not physical, but mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. They get better. They become yeah. successful that way. Yeah, you start working on your body and you start feeling better. Yes. That translates to the mind. Yeah, and that's why I don't go by scale or body fat percentage or anything like that. I go by self-awareness. Or bra size. I think I'm down a size. Well, see, like, that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> perfect. See, it's all the bonuses. It's working. <laughs> but that's the main thing is just getting them mentally and emotionally fit. Because once you get that fit, mm -hmm. the body will get fit. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how many trainers and YouTube trainers I hear, oh, you got to get physically fit before you could get, you know, be successful in life. And hmm. I'm like, no, no, that's wrong. You know, we got to get your mindset. Is that kind of stem from like you, you called yourself a fatty? Yeah. So you, you, you essentially kind of worked on your mind first Correct. and then you were like, okay. I'm in a good spot here right now in this moment for now, you know, mm -hmm. there's no telling what could happen. Right. But that kind of pushed you to then be work on your body. Correct. 
I think that's kind of what happened with me too, because I was listening to a lot of podcasts, which is why like I feel like I could share interesting people, you know, um, with the world that aren't already being heard. And I gained so much knowledge from from podcasts and just other people's perspectives that I'm like, I'm learning. I'm learning from you here and I have the means to record it. So why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So that's where I, I felt like I was taking in all this information and I'm sitting here, you know, like 60 pounds heavier than I am now. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I know what's right. I know I'm good. Like I used to be this way regularly, you know, before, Mm -hmm. before I got married to a Latina and she was cooking for me and you know, we're having our drinks and whatnot, you know, you know, and family life catches up. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I put that focus, I've put all that information to use, but I felt like my mind was right. And that's, that's the key. Yeah. Mental and emotionally fit is the two keys to being successful, physically fit. Mm -hmm. Like how I tell people, and you've probably heard me say it to my clients, it's 50% diet, Mm -hmm. 30% mental, 20% uh, physical. The actual hard work. That's not the hard work. The hard work is the diet. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing I can't stand about the internet is all these so-called nutritional uh, specialists, mm-hmm. but yet they've never gone to one stinking nutritional class. Yeah. They don't have a degree in it. They're not certified. They're they, not they read registered two articles. dietitian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what gets me is these so-called, uh, internet, uh, nutritionists, you know, YouTube. Oh, you need to eat this, this, and this. And it's like, you don't even know this person and you're just doing it over the internet yeah it's like you don't know what their allergens are you don't Mm -hmm. know what their uh their genetics are you don't know what their family history is so how can you tell them to eat something without knowing all this and that's the only way you can get that is through blood work yeah 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 and so you won't sometimes you won't see success because you're not, you don't have the proper tools to uh, prescribe properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had my blood drawn three times last year, like just kind of testing my markers because that's when I was taking my diet a lot more serious. Yeah, I'm like, let me see where I'm at. Okay, and then I, I did it three months later, and then three months later, I did it again, and you know everything was looking good, but I just had to make sure, you know, mm-hmm. trying to see where that baseline is. Yeah, and I, I mean fun and poke fun at some of these trainers to tell their clients, Oh, your macros need be this and that. And I'm like, are you a RD or are you a RDN, which is registered dietitian or a nutritionist? Mm-hmm. Do you know what your, their body's doing? Yeah. How are they using that? And are there like thyroid off? Yeah. Are, is there any other chemical imbalances that's mm-hmm. going on in their body. So I hate it when personal trainers, well, they just throw a blanket over it and it's like, or, or this is what works for me. So it should work for you. This is the exactly. right way. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when you first met me, I gave you recommendations, mm-hmm. you know, that's all I can do. Yeah. Legally. That's all I could do. I didn't have to sit there and break down your macros and tell you what you can and can't eat and what, when and where to eat. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, that's out of my wheelhouse. That's out of my scope of practice. Yeah. And that's what I really wish other personal trainers would get into is remembering our scope of practice. Yeah, that's right. Right. And our main, main uh, part of that is to do no harm. <clears throat> so it's well intentioned, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, yeah, we know the basics of nutrition mm-hmm. and we can go do recommendations, but we also should be recommending them to specialists. Yeah, I did the uh, the twenty three and Me earlier this year, and I've been meaning because I didn't do the health assessment. Yeah, I didn't want to pay for that because um, I heard it was cheaper through this other company. I forgot which one it is, um, but I've been meaning, and I've just been sleeping on it forever now. But I've been meaning to put in my results to for them to tell me, you know, the, my my DNA markers, my genetic markers on what I might be predisposed to or what I should avoid. Do you have? Have you done anything like that? No, not. I did it through a nutritionist a couple of years ago that I was working with. Okay. And so maybe I could get my results and just reach out, make an appointment with a nutritionist. Yeah. And they can read them and they, they'll tell you exactly what's going on. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. And what you can and can't do or what you should be doing. What should I, I avoid and maybe yeah. double up on this because of that? Well, you know, your ancestry plays a huge part in that. For sure. And how your body processes food. Yeah. There's that whole, um, I don't know what the diet's called, but where they find out their ancestry Ancestry. and then they figure, they, they research, well, what did they eat? you know, where we're from. Exactly. And then it's like, well, that's probably the diet I should kind of stick closer to. Not saying you can't venture out and have some tiramisu or something, you know, yeah, but, but yeah. mainly, yeah, it, that's correct. You know, and that's once again, why I hate when trainers break down the macros and all this stuff. Ugh, Cause it's easy. It's, it, people want to eat that stuff up. Um, people want, what's the answer? What's my pill? What's the, I need the quick fix. I need that. They don't want to spend the time. Yeah. They don't want it. They want that two day shipping. No, they want that prime now. Like yeah. I, I need, I need these answers now. I need this pill that will just reverse 30 years of neglect. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not the case. It's no. going to take, 18 months for, for you to test stuff out exactly. you know, and see how your body performs under it exactly. and then move from there. You know, cause a lot of like, if you're, um, Eastern, uh, European descents, you're going to be more of a red meat kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. cause they didn't have very much fish. They didn't have very many vegetables. I mean, cause they That's just have the hearty, uh, vegetables. The stuff that could last or withstand the elements. Yeah, like carrots, potatoes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you're used to eating venison, you know, or any wild game, um, unless you're by the oceans. So then you had the fish. Well, what's crazy is like the Inuit, right? They All they ate was meat. There's no vegetables out there. There ain't no fruits growing up there. Exactly. Fat and meat. Exactly. And they evolved... Exactly. To benefit from that diet. Exactly. And so that's why genetics plays so much key factors into what your diet should be. Dude, the human body is just crazy. It's so adaptable. It is. It is. But, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> what kind of... 
sorry. I'm just thinking about the body as like a computer. You remember LimeWire yeah. downloading songs and you're just like, we're just doing all this garbage stuff to it and just like, oh, you know, uh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right at the end. And you're just loading this computer up with, you know, visiting like black sites and this and that. And then you get mad when it shuts down on you. Yeah, it's locks like, up. What did, you, what did you expect? Exactly. Yeah. You know, so your body doesn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, once again, genetics goes back to how your hormonal system works. You know, what's your imbalances? What's your balances? What's, how's your thyroid acting? Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize thyroid is one of the key factors to diet programming. Yeah. I, I have a cousin who has thyroid issues and she's always been heavy set dude, since she was like four easily four years old and you know people would just look at her and say well your your diet's just bad and it's just like no i she has thyroid issues that she's experienced since yeah forever and you know a lot of uh cancer survivors are having the same issue Mm -hmm. yeah because of the chemo they have go through oh my god yeah 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 you know so it's like hello yeah it's not a fix all yeah hey this is gonna save your life but these are the side effects of your decision but it's better than you know a deathbed exactly exactly to to most people yeah yeah Uh, so i mean so you're i've and i've heard this from trainers and um fitness sales people be like oh we need to put you on x amount of um, macros a day and this is when you should be eating this is how you should be eating and I have literally came on glued and yelled at some of these people yeah because I was like okay what are their why are they here okay what's their history what's mm-hmm. their medical history have they had cancer in their family do they have cancer are they a cancer survivor all this plays a factor yeah and it's like Okay, heart disease. That's another big one mm-hmm. that can play big on, you know, diet programming. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then this so-called keto crap that everyone's on. <laughs> I'm a huge anti-keto person. <laughs> um, it, it's, and they're finding out it's causing fatty liver issues now. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I need to get checked. Yeah. And they're like, but I've been on keto for three years. And I was like, that's why. Yeah. What's your fat intake? Oh, it's X amount of grams. Okay. What's, what are you doing to break that down and change that? Well, I'm working out about 45 minutes a day. I'm like, seriously, what's your, how many steps are you taking a day? Oh, maybe 2000. Oh God. I'm like, so it's just sitting there. All that fat that you're intaking yeah. is just being absorbed into your other fat cells, getting you fatter. You're not even out there moving to make a benefit. So yeah, you can't, you can't follow something like that and then not try to utilize it. And like you said, you, you would recommend it at most, what, six months? I think is what you had said. Anything less than 80 days. 80 days. Okay. 80 days is max. Yeah. And, but then once you get off it, you're going to get all that weight back. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a spring effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. You I know, think that's how I felt because I was down to 182 and I was, I wasn't checking my ketones and whatnot, but I was just following it. You know, I was avoiding bread and, and flour, tortillas, come on, I'm Mexican. Yeah. You know, I was avoiding all that sweets, 
And um, yeah, I got down. I was working out like five, six days a week doing yoga. It was during the summer. I'm in my garage, like sweating, sweating up a storm. And then, um, and then, yeah, like last year about this time, I kind of like, you know, leaned off of it and boom, next thing you know, I'm like 198, you know, like, like 16 pounds, like overnight it felt like, but I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm, I'm kind of like loose. I, I, I'm still, I'm still fuck breakfast. I did eat, eat a little bit more when, when you told me, you're like, Hey, I need you to eat breakfast. So I was like, okay, I'll try, I'll try it here, try it there. Um, but I, I do still try to get like to about like, I do have coffee in the morning when I'm working. But um, I don't know, man. I feel I, f- I felt when I did start eating breakfast, I was just feeling full all the time. And I was like, and then at lunch came, I was like, I'm not really hungry, but I should be eating lunch. So I, I felt like my body was like kind of like still utilized, still mm-hmm. used to my, my old habits. Um, but I did feel more tired. And that is because I'm not promoting that gut bacteria mm-hmm. in, in my stomach. So anytime I do feed it pasta or a large amount of bread, it's kind of like it's a shock. Yeah. So extra blood has to go down there to do it. So there's a there's there's definitely a balance that I'm I'm coming to, um, you know, learn because I was thinking that most people that are sedentary should should be on a on a keto diet, um, but it, again, it just depends on your history. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's the ultimate factor. And my my one blanket term though, when people do bring up like diet. I said, hey, you should try an elimination diet yeah, and then work your way up from there. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I've, I can say with confidence that I, I feel is pretty good. And I, I would hope you, oh, yeah, you agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like start with an elimination diet. Mm-hmm. So and then just start adding things in and figure out what, you know, um, irritates your body and what is like your body's like, hey, thumbs up. You know, that's why I love vegan food mm-hmm. and vegan diet. That's a crucial or not crucial but a good starting point yeah if you can go vegan for 30 days clean out your system uh-huh and then slowly introduce you know, your meats so key is to remember is the less legs it has the better protein it has for you okay so fish and then chicken and then beef pork that kind of stuff okay um because your body can break it down cleaner and then, you know, you just slowly add in your fats, your, then your, um, your meats and stuff like that. Okay. So you're, you're totally against the carnivore diet. No, no, it's, it's great. You know, if you can do it, do it. If it, if it obviously, if it works for your, your body. Yeah. Yeah. But once yeah. again, you got to go and talk to a specialist to figure it out because some people can't break down red meats properly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I know my, my, my manager, he, he just can't like, it's either pork or chicken. Yep. Or fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fish. And so that's why I like vegan to start for 30 to 60 days to help jumpstart your system mm-hmm. and then slowly incorporate your meats. That's, that's a good call. Cause I've always felt like, you know, with the standard American diet, like if I wasn't eating meat with my meal, it wasn't a meal. It was yeah. like a side dish, like, and you know, I'll just find myself more often than not, like, like I'm making like a little stir fry or something. And then I go grab meat and I was like, you know what, man, I don't, I don't this doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. Let me just eat these vegetables. Exactly. And yeah. And 
I've, I've, I've come to like not view that. Cause I always almost feel like, Oh, I got full and there was no meat involved. Like, Oh, that was a waste. Like, that's just, that's just naturally how I just came to see diet. Yeah. Cause that, what, how I tell people to, if they're going to want to reboot their system and wean off meat, mm-hmm. I was like, go vegan for 30 days. Yeah. For the next 60 days after that, go vegetarian. And then after that, add your white meats, you know, your fish, your chicken. And then if you're, and then if you're having a craving of red meat, only like half a palm size. Yeah. You were saying here. Yeah. Just add a little half a palm, but tie it in with your white meats. Okay. And see how your body processes it before you go full bore into the red meat. Yeah. And then maybe move into like a tear ducking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Aren't you making one of those for Thanksgiving? (laughs) No. No? Do you deep fry your turkey? Uh, When I can, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. See? You got got to indulge every now and then. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) You know, that's another good thing to bring up is a cheat day. I highly encourage cheat days. Do you, though, recommend that it be on your schedule or just, hey, because one thing I felt why I had success with my diet and exercise is that I didn't put it to like a routine, a schedule. That worked for me because it let me be like, hey, I'm doing this like when I want to versus the schedule, which I told myself my gains were probably would have been better if it was more regimented, but I don't know if I would have stuck with it long as long as I did. I, I wanted to be in the regiment schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, like me personally, mine are Saturdays. Ooh, so what's, what's your go-to? <laughs> Whatever I'm craving for the whole week. <laughs> oh, so there's not one thing like, oh, I got to go get smash burger or something. No, whatever I've been craving all week long, yeah. I'll go and get it on Saturday. Okay. Right after my workout. Yeah. I work out six days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, gonna, you're, you're utilizing it. It's like um, Floyd Mayweather would yeah. go and get McDonald's, but that's because he's freaking burning 3,800 calories. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so, and then I go look at it this way too. Sundays I, is my off day. Okay. But I eat clean. You eat clean and do you do like any like stretches or yoga? Or no. I just, just take just the full day off. Hell yeah. Cool. And, but it's, I still go back to my diet. Yeah. Cause then I have all day to get back clean to when I get mm-hmm. back in the gym on uh, Monday morning or Monday night. Yeah. My body's already healed and repaired. Yeah. Yeah. You're flushing it out, drinking water. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't affect you as much. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people do it the wrong way. I'll say <laughs> Where they eat on their off day. Why they're sitting watching football. Ah, boom. There it is. Yes. And so their body's not moving. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Even to me, like, not thinking about it, like, yeah, that would make sense. Because in my mind, I'm like, I just worked out, dude. I, I got to kind of feed it clean. And then tomorrow's my cheat day. I'm going to relax. And exactly. then, oh, fucking wisdom right there, dude. Do it on, <laughs> your, on a workout day. Yeah. That makes total sense. And then you get back to eating clean the next day, flush out the, all that nastiness. Mm-hmm. And that way you're going to get top performance on that. Your, fir- your day, first yeah, day. Yeah. You're not going to feel all sluggish. Cause I've noticed that like anytime I make a bad decision, my, I, I see it on my body and I feel it 
about yeah. a day and a half, two days after. Yeah. That's what I've noticed with, 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 with my body. Like, oh, dude, you shouldn't have ate those four slices of pizza. Exactly. <laughs> and, and see, my cheat day is one meal. It's not all day long. Mm. It's a cheat meal. Cheat meal. Not yeah, yeah. a cheat day. Damn, a cheat hour. Yes. Yeah, cheat twenty twenty. Or you inhale it, huh? Yeah. You've been thinking about it all week. You just down oh, it. Exactly. <laughs> like I think about going to Panda Express tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow Saturday. <laughs> yes. So am I going? And then I'll stop at Walmart and get me some cookies. Oatmeal raisin. What are we talking here? Well, Macadamia. If they've, got, if they've got the pumpkin spice ones, it's like, oh shit, <laughs> bro! I love pumpkin spice. People can talk all the shit they want. I love pumpkin spice. Oh, and them cookies at Walmart are amazing. because they got the white chocolate chip chunks you, in there. Oh, it's so the, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, white chocolate's great. Do you smash them all? Do you bring the rest back to the gym with you? Like, what I are only, you doing? Here? I only buy a pack of three. Oh, damn, that's some some restraint right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I buy the whole thing, I would eat it all. Yeah. <laughs> that's for damn sure. So yeah, that's you know that's why Saturdays are just like a cheat hour. Mm-hmm. Just that one meal, and then I'll. Uh, you know, Saturday night, I'll start eating clean again. Yeah, good. It's just to get my that craving out of my system. Yeah, yeah, you have to not entertain it, but you have to kind of feed that that little tickle. I, yeah. The only way I could refer to it, or else it'll just grow into this it'll big thing. It'll fester into it. Yeah, and it becomes like a weekend, a binge. Yeah. Yes. Woo-hoo. You got to be weary on that. Yeah, and then you're totally off the... <laughs> off the rails with it then and yeah. then you have to be like oh crap i've got to get back on this yeah and then stress and life happens yes and stress. Then, and then all of a sudden you're like a month later you're still eating shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. still on that your last uh cheat day oh yeah you're you're, you're feeding that cravings yeah and so that's why i'm just like one meal my body can enjoy it, and, but then it's all back to eating healthy. Yeah, and then at that point, your body's on a cycle, too. So, uh, I mean, I guess the body kind of has a mind of its own, per se. So, it may be not primed for it. Yeah. But there has to be something there. Come on. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like all the, the, <laughs> the bacteria in your stomach and in your intestines are just waiting. They're like, hold on boys. Yeah. It's Friday night. <laughs> exactly. 12 more hours and we can feast. Yeah. Yeah. They come out and then, you know, then they get what they need and then they go back into their caves and <laughs> wait for next week. Yeah. <laughs> and you learn to appreciate them, um, cheat meals more. Yeah. And that's what I've told people about, like, the, their microbiome, the gut bacteria. Like, oh, yeah. it's not just your mind that you're battling. It's not that your cravings aren't up here. It's, there's more organisms, more, more, more bacteria in your stomach and your intestines than there are cells in your body. Like, yeah, so you need to shock them. You're your own universe. So when you're having a craving for McDonald's or a pizza, it's not you. It's that. So when you're trying to break a diet, that's why it's so hard because there's organisms in there that are requiring that energy, that, that food source exactly that they've been living off of. And that's why it's so hard for somebody to take, like to, to stay true. So it's, it's like, Hey, you know, you can slip up every now and then when you first start, because it's not just you, it's mm-hmm. everything going on down here. Well, that's just like everyone 
that I've talked to say, oh, I can't break my soda habit. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what you're craving? Yeah. And they're like, it's the sugar. I was like, no, it's the carbonation. Your body is used to having that carbonation in it. It's, it's using it to fuel the mixture of the bacteria inside the stomach. Uh-huh. I go, you go, instead of having soda, grab a uh, sparkling water. Yeah. See what the difference is. Half time, it, it, it was right. The carbonation is what my body needed. Okay. That's like, I'll drink bubbly. I love the cherry flavored bubbly and cause I used to drink soda all the time mm-hmm. and that's how, how I broke out of, uh, drinking soda so much. Uh, okay. It's the carbonation that is what your body's craving. And look at you now, alkaline water. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In coffee. That's all I live off of. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, and once in a while I, I have one energy drink a week. Mm, what do you can you sponsor a brand? Can we uh, ask for a sponsorship right here? <laughs> Who are you drinking? I, I'd like the Rain uh, Sour Apple. Rain? I don't yeah. think I've heard of Rain. Yeah. Where do you find it? We have it at the gym. You, oh, he would direct me to your gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll have to try one. What is it? Firewater? No, it's uh, Rain and it's uh, Sour Apple. Sour Apple. What Where Firewater come from? I don't know. Oh, that's tequila. Like, oh, that's moonshine. <laughs> I was like, dang, someone's Mezcal. got uh, Friday night on their brain. <laughs> Dude, my aunt is in town and she's a party animal. And she's like, you want to go out tonight? I was like, oh. I went hard on Sunday. I told you about that. Yeah. Yeah. 8.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. was a complete blur. And I was out till 4. So I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. It was craziness. Um, um, fuck. What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Boom, back. <laughs> this red eye is finally kicking in. All right. Um, no, my my wife is is the same. She's um, she coffee doesn't do anything for her except make her poop. Like mm-hmm. that's it. So she she'll drink it when she's like, let me get this going right. But if during the day if she needs a pick me up, she'll get a Dr Pepper, drink half of it, half a can, and then she's done. But that is her like boom, yeah. I'm right back in it. Yeah. So. I don't know if it's, you know, it's the combination of the carbonation and, you know, the sugar that's in there or whatnot, but that's what works for her as far as caffeine goes. Yeah. Like that's co- coffee. Yeah. 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 That's what and it is. And I'll get that maybe when I have a really long day, uh, when I do, you know, 16 to 18 sessions in a day, yeah. it's like, I need a little pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you do. And, and sugar is a great source of energy. It is. It is. I mean. But we abuse it. Yes. Yeah. We, we kind of consume it too much. Well, and it's such a good source of energy that we have no choice. Like, again, like your body craves it. It's like more of this because when we evolved, it didn't know the next time it was going to get a source of energy like this. Correct. So that's why it's like, just get as much as you can because we don't know when the next one is. Yeah. And that's, um, that's why I recommend, you know, the, my analogy is that if you crave potato chips, go to grapes. Okay. Cause you can't just eat one potato chip. Same thing with grapes. You can't mm-hmm. just eat one grape. Yeah, for sure. And you, you have to pour yourself. Like more than you would want to. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, they're still going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, like when I have my sports drink, I spread it out throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I just don't down it. Yeah. Uh, a can of rain will last me my eight-hour shift. Oh, no shit. Okay. I won't finish it until about 9 o'clock. And oh. I'll buy it about 1. You know what I had? Today. I broke my fast at 12. I know you hate hearing this. Broke my food fast at 12. But I had a, I had an apple, one of those new uh, crisp, uh, what, honey crisp, crisp? apples. Yeah. Was that good? Like that, just the sugar straight from the, the apple. Fructose, when, yeah. yeah, and I hadn't ate since I think like six thirty the night before. So it was a good. What's that? Almost eighteen hours. Is that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that initial just like oh, there was nothing better than that in that moment. No candy bar is going to give me that because no. I knew it was natural. Yeah, it's a simple sugar, so your body can process it. Yeah, it doesn't have to sit there and. Digest it for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Put you down. And Put then, you down. That itis that people talk about. Yep. <laughs> and we'll see it. I can't remember who did this study. I think it was uh, UCAL. A couple of years ago, they did it with the truck drivers. And they found out the truck drivers that were eating or drinking apple juice or eating an apple around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh-huh. their alertness went up. Ooh, okay. So it was just from that fructose. That, that, I guess, well, you know, apple juice, because that's, that's just the concentrated, what you're going to get out of an apple. Yeah. Obviously, eating an apple is better because your body has to break down the fiber. Exactly. But, yeah, that natural sugar is yep. definitely better. Yeah. So and that, it just helped carry them over until they ate dinner. So that's good, you know, especially that's what we want them being alert on the road. We don't need yeah. them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, or else they're going to, those self-driving semis are taking over. Exactly. You know? I mean, it's only a matter of time, but, yeah. you know, the goal is, the goal is, you know, safety. Safety More first. people not yeah. dying, whatnot. Did you yeah. almost become a trucker or what? No. No? No. Couldn't do it? I've got truck drivers in, in the family, but I yeah. couldn't do it. You know? I'm too antsy for it. I don't have the patience to be sitting in that cab. Yeah. I've got to be moving. You'd be one of those truck drivers that's like weaving. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get there, got to get there, got to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's be like, I got to get there. I'm tired. Or I would have to be pulled over about every hour to be running around my truck. 